Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Books and Beverages. I'm your host, Fred Kumalo of City Press Newspaper. In the studio today, we are joined by Subolo Senyati, who writes under the name Suunyati. He is a novelist born and raised in Zimbabwe, but now based in South Africa, where she has uh, written and published four critically acclaimed novels. The first one being The Polygamist, immediately followed up by The Gold Diggers, and then The Family Affair, a sprawling family saga which has got people talking about the meaning of family. And of course, her new and latest novel comes out in a week or two, and she shall be talking to us about that and her writing journey. Welcome to the studio, Sue Nyati. So essentially with this book, um, I sort of went into the historical fiction genre. Oh. Um, and so it's a, you know, it's a story about a woman's quest to you know, unveil her identity and assert her independence you know, against the backdrop of Zimbabwe's rather complicated and compelling history. Yes. So, yeah. Okay, okay. How would it compare? Um, I know uh, your previous book, The Family Affair, there's a, a bit of history there about your profiling, your, your scrutinizing the lives of this family. Uh, how will the new project, project compare uh, in terms of theme or the thematic things that you deal with in the book uh, as compared to The Family Affair, for example? So I think with this one, uh, instead of having one family, you actually have two families. So a black family and a white family. Yes. And the, the comparative, you know, differences between them. As the book opens in 1977 when the country was still called Rhodesia, mm -hmm. before independence, and it goes on post-independence. So, you know, unlike, you know, a family affair which really zeroed in on, you know, the intricacies of of you know, being part of a family. I think this also looks at the bigger dynamic of, you know, racial identity as well. And, you know, in, in, in the context of Zimbabwean history. So I think with this one, there's more amplifying of the history, okay. you know, which okay. I think with the family affair was like more background. It wasn't in the forefront. Sure. Whereas this one, it, it, it has more of a, a bearing and impact on the story. Okay. Yeah, well, what I've noticed is, um, I mean, going back to, to your first uh, published novel, The Polygamist, it was very um, kind of uh, focused and central, focusing on this couple. Mm -hmm. And then uh, with the next project, the lens was expanded mm -hmm. uh, and you dealt with a more intricate and immediate uh, um, uh, challenge or problem uh, crossing the border into, into South Africa. Um, what that process entails and uh, the dangers that attend it. Uh, is this deliberate in your writing journey? Maybe let's go back. Let's okay. go back, right? The very first uh, basic question what one would want to ask is how did you get started as a writer? What inspired you to, to embark on this journey in the first place? I think I've always had a love for writing and it started at a young age, Fred, when I was like seven or eight. You know, I think I liked telling stories. Even when I used to play, I used to act out stories 
And then when I finally had the words, then I, I started to write them down. Yes. You know, I would cut out pictures from magazines and write around them. So mm. I think that's where it developed until finally I could actually write a full-fledged sort of novel <laughs> without yeah. needing any pictures. But, yeah. you know, I would use words. So the love was always there. And I think it was, it really started because I love to read a lot. I was a bookworm. And I think, you know, readers become writers. It's, you, that's, it's mm. a natural progression. Mm. So for me, that's how, you know, it was because of the love of reading. And so the writing then then followed. So I think, you know, the, the thing is with, I, I always say inspiration comes in many forms. And, you know, my different books are, are inspired by different events. Mm. I mean, for instance, The Polygamist, although it was published first, it wasn't the first book that I wrote. So no, yeah, I remember, yeah, you, saying, yeah. I remember so you saying that. So sometimes yes, it's not necessarily the order, you know, that mm -hmm. the books are published in. Yes. So, yes. and The Polygamist was really inspired when I first started working in Harare, you know, my exposure, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd been one of those girls, you know, I grew up in a conservative Catholic home uh -huh. and it was my first time to leave home and live in a big city. And it was that, that thing of, you know, you, you raised to believe that, you know, a man and a woman will get married and live monogamously, but then you, you, you living in a city and happily ever after. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you're exposed the lies to, we've been told. So, yeah. Then you're exposed to these different realities. Mm. And so my curiosity was piqued, like, okay, so, you know, people actually have these alternative arrangements and it's not really polygamous in the traditional sense because, you know, my, my maternal grandfather was polygamous. He had four wives and my maternal grandmother was the first wife. So I understood polygamy from a traditional perspective, sure. but what I was seeing being practiced wasn't that kind of polygamy. So now, how yeah, different yeah. was it? Uh, because you know, with the traditional polygamy, I find it's it's consensual, and all the partners in, involved know about all the other wives, like yeah, yeah, who are who are party yeah, to yeah, their yeah, sure, arrangement. Yeah. But whereas in that modernized version or bastardized version or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. you know, the other wives are secrets, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. and. Mm -hmm. You know, the main uh, wife uh, never uh, knows. Yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas traditionally, uh, in some in some parts of the of this country, in mm. particular, mm. Uh, the the senior wife, the first wife, uh, sometimes actually actively gets involved in the courting of the second wife yes. and approves and so on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I mean, traditionally, that's mm. how it was supposed to mm -hmm. to have been mm -hmm. done. Because I remember asking my grandmother how it was being in a polygamous, you know, marriage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she was like, there were more hands to do the work. So for her, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a very, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. labor-wise, yeah. you know. And my, my grandfather was a farmer, so I could understand that, you know, mm. the mechanics behind it. Mm. So there was no animosity. And I remember when he died, mm. you know, the other wives left the homestead. Um, and she remained, you know, alone mm. there. Mm. So... So that's I'm saying that was a different kind of of practice, but here nowadays the the polygamy that we have is very undercover, yeah, you know, underground, yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah, illicit, yeah, yeah. and you know, which is and very deceptive. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, so that was what led me to then write this book. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. And then the next book, uh, the Gold Diggers. So the Gold Diggers um, was inspired largely by what was happening, you know, during it's in 2008 when the xenophobic violence broke out in Alexandra. And subsequently there were more other, you know, outbreaks. Mm -hmm. But then there were lots of conversations as we have now about foreigners, you know, with Operation Tutula. I mean, people are like Zimbabweans and other foreigners need to go back home. 
And so it was it was a response to those conversations. Like people wanted to know why, but why are people here in the first place? And so the book wanted to explore and give face, you know, to those to illegal immigrants who come because, you know, it's one thing when you're legal and you come here on a work permit or whatever, you know, skilled visa. Mm -hmm. But it's quite another when you have to jump, you know, the border mm -hmm. and then you have to exist illegally in the mm -hmm. periphery of society mm -hmm. and how you can get exploited. So that's that what that with that book I was trying to, you know, give face to those illegal Im immigrants. Okay. Different stimuli mm -hmm. uh, uh, stimulate writers differently mm -hmm. in different cultures and different uh, uh, locales. Um, for example, George Orwell would be inspired by injustice. He would witness something in his capacity as a journalist and say, well, I have witnessed this, uh, therefore I must challenge it. Then he would put on his creative writing hat and write a novel or a short story bearing witness to that particular injustice. Is that uh, how you approach your writing or is there a standard way how you approach your, your writing or your writing projects? No, in a way, yes, but yes and no in the sense that if I'm moved by something, it's not necessarily have to be something about injustice. Mm -hmm. It could be anything, you know, um, if it just moves me, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, I'll be compelled to pick up my pen, you know. Okay, okay. So it could be like immigration is, is a heavy topic, oh, but yeah. not, but yeah, not, yeah. it need not necessarily be a heavy topic like that. It could mm -hmm. simply be family dynamics as well, you know, so... Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it, as long as it just moves me, you know, um, you know, then I'll be compelled to write about it. And then we've seen a, a proliferation of, of writing uh, in this country in different languages, in English and uh, novels, short stories, mm -hmm. movies, uh, books being uh, adapted for the stage or for the screen mm -hmm. and so on. Where are you in, the, in that process? Are any of your project, projects um, if you can speak uh, about them. Are any of them uh, being uh, considered for any other platform apart from uh, the written page or the published page? So we're living in interesting times. I think, you know, streaming TV has really opened up, you know, driven the demand for content. And I think, you know, book to film adaptations are becoming very, very popular. Mm -hmm. um, so three of my books have been optioned for film. Wow. Okay, so wow. they're all in development. So I don't know in terms of when they would appear on okay. film, okay. but okay. yeah, they've yeah they. So it's something that has been done. Right? But you know, sometimes read with these development at times, nothing ever materialized. Not yeah, yeah. 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 I know, so, I know, I know. but yes, yeah, three of them. So that would be the 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 polygamist, the gold diggers, and a family affair. Wow. Oh, yeah. So wow. those three. Same production house or different type uh, production houses? No, it's two, houses. two production houses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I was talking to Angela about exactly the same thing. Mm. Uh, her, some of her projects as well have been um, uh, considered uh, for, for the screen. And uh, so one question that I always uh, ask mm. is, uh, how involved are you, how involved would you like to be uh, in that side of the business, uh, the adaptation. Would you like to say, okay, I wrote my, my, my novel, I told my story, that's where it ends, you can give me the money and I'll sit and watch. Or would, would you like to be involved there either as a consultant or even as a scriptwriter or a co-script writer? I don't want to be involved in the script writing. I think I tried it before. I remember um, The Polygonist was 
with another different option which since lapsed um we tried we tried that and we tried to have me write it and it didn't work mm. 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 <laughs> you know uh, and i think sometimes it's actually good to have distance you know between the originator and mm. you know the adaptation mm. um so i feel like like you say you know i've done my part it's taking on a different art form yeah you yeah. know um on on the screen and so i feel like maybe let you know people you know, who are in that, that's their forte, actually handled. Not to say I can't write scripts. I mean, I do. Mm-hmm. But it's not, that's not really my, you know, my strength, you know, to, to put it, yeah. Sure, <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. Sure, sure. To put it succinctly, yeah. So I, I I don't have that kind of attachment to say, look, I want to be involved, like, writing the script, no. Um, I don't mind if there's another script writer who, who runs with it. But, you know, I think I would like, you know, just to be consulted creatively in terms of things like casting, you know, you know, just have to have input here and there, mm-hmm. you know, and just, yeah, and, and just be called on to, yeah, I'd, I'd like to consult on the projects because I think there are things that, as the originator, I would know. So that if they, you know, if people have questions or they don't know, you know, which direction to take it, you know, I can, you know, help weigh in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the way I, I view it. I'm not... Not really Bambazonke kind of, <laughs> you know, just give me my money. <laughs> I'm quite happy. And, you know, like I think, you know, with books as well, it's also nice when you see different kinds of adaptations. Like if you look at Pride and Prejudice yes. and how many, you know, films have come out of that. Exactly. And different ones. Exactly, exactly. Have different interpretations to the yeah. same story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. That's, yeah. it's also yeah. nice to see that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, it's, it's it's always interesting to see how writers uh, respond to the to the challenge mm-hmm. as well. But what is disconcerting? Uh, like uh, Angela was sharing a story yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, she went to the set mm-hmm. and uh, she's there on the set, um, interacting with the directors and so on. And she gets introduced to some act- actors, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them. Um, didn't know the title of the book mm-hmm. from which the, the script the script is derived. So when they said this is Angela McCullough, she had no idea who this is. Mm-hmm. She was infuriated, mm-hmm. uh, but she kind of took it within her stride to say maybe this person is not interested in books. Mm-hmm. She's just an actress. But that's kind of disconcerting. How would you respond to to that kind of situation where? One of the cast members doesn't even realize that this is an adaptation of a book, and uh... yeah, I think it's it, it's I think as an actress as, or an actor, we're not allowed to call them actors actresses anymore. I think it's as part of your job. I think it, it you know you and if you want to really add to the role, why not read the book? I think it would really add a lot of value, yeah, a bit the, of respect yeah, as well yeah, and the, character. Yeah, 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 but like you're saying. It's actually quite interesting. Sometimes some of the producers don't even read the whole book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that they're yeah, adapting. Yeah, you know, yeah, some yeah. don't. <laughs> they get... They, they just get the, the yeah, synopsis. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you yeah. see, and it's it's actually quite unfortunate that... And that's how people's work gets, you know, butchered, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of of what they wrote and what becomes, you know, what is put out there. That's why I actually feel that that's why we need to have that distance to say this is... My work is my work, stands sure. alone, and sure. that stands alone. You know, yeah. I don't want, you know, I also don't want, you know, to be a part of, <laughs> you know, to take responsibility for, yeah. for what happens on screen, yeah. you know, yeah. because they're, yeah. they're two different formats. And having worked in, in film as well, I also understand, you know, with writing, we have, we have more leisure in terms of time. 
and building the world, building the mm-hmm. stories. Whereas with TV, you don't have the leisure of time, mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. it's like a telenovela, you know, where you can go on. Oh, on oh, a series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think you also need to have an appreciation of the differences yeah, as sure, well, sure, and sure. the audiences. A lot of people who watch TV don't necessarily read as well. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. they might not really appreciate what you know the book. That's mm-hmm. why you always get a lot of the times readers are disappointed with the film adaptations. Mm-hmm. Or most of the time. Yeah. 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 Now, what, what we also try to do, mm-hmm. and this show is very new, mm-hmm. is to use this platform as kind of an inspiration to aspiring writers, people mm-hmm. out there. Because when we were starting out as writers, we didn't know where to turn. I, mm-hmm. I mean, there was no social, there was no internet, no where social you could media. Google mm-hmm. and social media and so on. Uh, younger people uh, uh, breaking into writing now are fortunate, but still they have many questions to mm-hmm. ask of people um, as, established, uh, as established as yourself. You didn't study journalism or any other form of writing at university. And mm-hmm. um, how did you get started? Having, okay, maybe let's just ask, what did you study at university? And then how did you make the transition? Uh, so I, yeah, so I never did any creative writing courses at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a master's in finance and investment, which is totally divorced yes. from creative yes. writing. Right. So I'd, I'd, I'd rather say, I'd like to say I'm a self-taught writer mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, I, I never did any formal education in, in writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just taught myself mm-hmm. and, you know, use resources, you know, um, read, <laughs> reading as well, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, there's, there's a vast, a vast resource of material on, on, on the internet. On the internet, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember a lot of the times I used to download stuff about writing, you know, and that helped me. Mm. You know, so I think a lot of the times, you know, people aren't really invested in the craft. Mm. You know, uh, mm. they're quick to tell us how do we go about it. Like, <laughs> you yeah. Yeah, yeah, they don't take the time and yeah, travel to yeah, find out. Yeah. The, the resources are there now, yeah, online, they, yeah. And yeah. they were even there then, mm. back in my time. It's just that mm. I, because I had the interest, mm. I spend a lot of time trying to find out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, it's, you know, asking people in the industry, you know, and mm. going, you know, I, I made, you know, an effort to say, like, how does one go about it? Because a lot of the times people just want to, can I have, you know, just put me through to someone? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't always work like, like that. that yeah. You know, so, yeah. Um, you have to do a bit, a bit more. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I always tell people, like, you mm-hmm. look, what, what, kind, what are you writing? Look at the genre. Mm-hmm. Look at who publishes the books that you, you write. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can't write a, a, um, a romance novel mm-hmm. and then send it to Van Skeik because yeah. they publish um, academic books. books. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just like your basic research. Yeah. You know, yeah. look look at mm. what, you know, if it's fantasy, mm. look at publishers who, who publish fantasy and yes. those are the people then you, mm. you can send your synopsis to. It's not everybody yes. who publishes, you know, fantasy. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's that kind of thing that you also have to do a bit of, of research and what you want, you know, mm. what you're writing, and the target market, and, and who who's looking at that as okay. well, yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. Because we're not all writing the same thing. Of yeah. course yeah. not, of course yeah. not, yeah. 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 And uh, what have been the challenges uh, that you faced um, as a writer, creatively and commercially and otherwise? <clears throat> I think for, for most of us, Fred, I'm sure you can attest to this commercially, is that the sales you know, the, the market mm. for for books is still very small. Very and especially small, yeah. 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 if we think 
if we look at like the South African market, for example, I mean, the numbers that we are doing are very, very small. I mean, <laughs> we, we should be doing huge numbers. And we, we're not. Because um, it's, it's, it's a big country. Big <laughs> it's a big country, yes. Yeah, and yeah. if you think of how in other countries people are doing 1 million sales. And yeah, here, yeah, if yeah. you do 10,000 sales, wow, it's just like, like, wow. You know? like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and embarrassing. I'm, <laughs> it's very embarrassing. Yeah, embarrassing, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Those, just, those, that, those numbers are really depressing. Mm. And so I think mm. it makes you know, writing become, it's not commercially viable for, mm. for, for most writers to do it full time. And I want to say we don't even need to do sell a million. If I if I could sell a hundred thousand copies, I would be okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you see, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. not enough people are are going out to to buy books. Sure. You know, sure. and and I think that for me is is the biggest challenge is is developing, you know, the commercial side. Yeah. Um, some people have said no. It's because you got you guys who are writing are writing boring stuff that you don't want to buy. That's what they've, they've said to me. Uh, so, no, you, your stories are boring. That's why we don't buy. Because um, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many educated people in this country mm-hmm. who have disposable income, income to buy books, but won't buy books. Mm-hmm. Um, the excuse is maybe the stories that we are producing uh, don't resonate with them. But that's not true, Fred. How would you know they don't resonate when you have never read them? Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. People always go for the international. If you look at our markets, uh, the you know the stores, most of the best sellers, you know, are international. Well, James what, Patterson, yes, and, yes. Steve, <laughs> Stephen King, yeah, you, you know. see, yeah, the ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I I really disagree, and I think people also don't prioritize reading. If mm-hmm. you think about it, there are other things that they prioritize. Oh yeah, sure, you know, sure, um, sure, sure. if you think of music concerts, mm-hmm. you know, whiskey. You know, people mm-hmm. will. People just don't like to spend money on books, and mm-hmm. if they're sure. honest yeah, about yeah, it, yeah. Uh, people don't have time to invest in reading, sure. because sure. you know, reading requires commitment as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, not just financially. Yeah, yeah time but wise time-wise, well, yeah. yeah. You know, you have to commit to sitting down mm-hmm. and reading a book, which I think a lot of people don't want to to mm-hmm. make that investment. Mm-hmm. And so you find that it becomes a very niche market yeah. uh, of mm-hmm. readers, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we have. Okay. But I, I I disagree with that assertion. I think there's in, is a, so much variety for everyone now mm. on the local market mm. that has been mm. produced. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's oh, ev- yeah. there's yeah. everything for everyone. Yeah. You'll find it now. Yeah. I think yeah. 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 People, in case you've just joined us, this is Fred Kumalo sitting with uh, Sunyati at our studios at City Press. Uh, books and beverages is the is the name of this program. We write. We're talking about books, writing, selling books and uh, celebrating um, local literature. When I say local, I'm talking about African literature. And now, um, Sue is very active online, so you can follow her on Twitter, you can follow her on on Facebook, Instagram, and so on. Uh, So uh, please don't say uh, she's not accessible. She's out there, she's out there. And uh, yeah, please buy our books, celebrate South African literature, African literature, in all its diversity, as you, she's just pointed out, there's everything that's uh, on, on, the, on the offering. There's romance, there's crime, there's uh, family saga, there's uh, historical fiction, and of course, uh, there's a lot of good non fiction that is about topical uh, subjects mm-hmm. in this country, including load shedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, guys, um, please join us again next week as we say. Um, Goodbye and thank you very much to Sue Nyati. 
uh, who was uh, gracing uh, us with her presence and uh, talking about her books, starting with uh, The Polygamist, The Gold Diggers, and Family Affair, and the latest novel that's hitting the shelves in the next few weeks. Uh, would you like to say anything else to our listeners out there, Sue? I'd just like to say, please go out and buy my book. Thank you in advance, and thank you so much, Fred, for having me on your podcast.